Okay, we are beginning now, letter 15. Now, letter 15 is focusing on the 10 divine attributes, known as the spheros, of the highest of the four spiritual worlds of the world of being, of Atsilas. And the world, all of creation, was created through these divine attributes. And in the divine attributes, we actually see very strongly the demonstration of God's infinite powers fused with his finite powers, because for God to be complete and, in essence, infinite, he also has to have finite powers, other he's not complete and thus infinite. So within the divine attributes, infinity and finite fuse because the divine attributes are comprised of two things, of what we call light within what we call vessels. Now, the lights and the vessels are both levels of godliness. The lights are simple, formless, not limited by specific characteristics, so they reflect God's infinite powers. The vessels do have specific characteristics, so they reveal God's powers of limitation, the finite. So through the divine attributes, the infinite light creates and conducts finite worlds, fusion of finite and infinity. And these lights and vessels that are comprising these divine attributes are completely united with the infinite light of God. So therefore, we have almost an oxymoron that the worlds are created and animated by the infinity of God and they're finite because of the divine attributes being infused with this capacity for being finite. On a Kabbalistic level, these divine attributes are studied as they exist in the supernal world. But in Hasidus, we also focus on the divine attributes as they are within our soul. Now, on one hand, our soul, with her ten powers, derive from God's divine attributes. Conversely, when a Jew utilizes his ten soul powers, within him, in his divine service here in this world, he is able to affect and impact the source of his soul, the source of these ten soul powers, the divine attributes of all the higher worlds. So this shows us how significant is our spiritual service that we are literally impacting the divine attributes of God above but what we do below. So we want to understand these divine attributes. And we know that we're told a verse that says, from my flesh I shall see God. So this verse in Eov, in Job, from my flesh I see God, means as I understand myself and my spiritual dynamics, I can apply this and understand God. Because in a sense, and of course in a very microcosmic sense, my soul is mirroring God. And of course, the essence of my soul, that which is beyond my body, I cannot apprehend at all. Just as, of course, there's aspects of God I cannot apprehend at all. But that part of my soul invested in my body, I can apprehend, I can understand it. And based on my understanding of it, I can amplify and apply it to my understanding of God. And we see this also, we learn this out from another verse, we're actually staying at our stages in the Talmud, on the verse, give praise my soul to God. 
So on that verse from Psalm, give praise my soul to God, our sages in the Talmud say, just as the Holy One, blessed be He, permeates the world, so does the soul permeate the body. And the sages go on to enumerate other similarities between the soul and God. So from the soul, we can sort of catch a glimpse of things that exist above by God. But how can we do this? How can we possibly compare our soul to God? So to answer this, the Rebbe quotes the Zohar, the most fundamental work of Kabbalah, of esoteric thought, saying that since the soul derives from the innermost aspect of godliness, it shares characteristics with the supernal divine attributes and with divinity itself. And that's why we can understand godliness through the analogy of the soul. Also, as it says in the Zohar, on the verse in Genesis, and he blew into his nostril the soul of life, so the Zohar says on this, he who blows, blows from within him. Meaning, God used his inwardness, his innermost being, to blow our soul into us. So this indicates that the soul derives from the innermost aspect of God. And now the Rebbe explains this in sort of deeper, more detailed length. But even if we would take a soul, a low-level soul from the lowest of the four spiritual worlds, the world of Asiya, the world of action, the world of acceptance of God's yoke. But where did this soul come from? It comes from a fusion in this lowest of the four worlds of the six, what we would consider masculine emotive traits of God, fused with the feminine attribute of that lowest tenth attribute called sovereignty that we've spoken of many times. So this fusion of the masculine and feminine elements here, God's emotions fused with God's sovereignty, from that fusion, from that union, comes forth a child, comes forth this soul. Now, it didn't start just as a union of God's emotions with sovereignty, but that union is coming from another union, a higher union, of the two levels of God's intellect of the seminal wisdom, which represents the masculine element, and of the comprehension and understanding, which represents the feminine element. So this low-level soul here, we're talking about a, a low-level soul of the lowest of the four worlds, is really utilizing the divine attributes of this world. We have seminal wisdom and bina, comprehension fusing. From that fusion, we then have, on a lower level, the fusion of God's six emotion with his sovereignty and from this then comes forth that soul this low level soul so to speak relatively speaking on this lowest world but where does this all come from well the whole world this whole lowest world here this world of a sea of action of nullification to god is accepting the yoke of God's authority, is really being vivified within it in its core by the world of being itself, by the highest world, by the world of Asil. Meaning everything in this lower world is existent because the higher world's energy are inside of it. So it's as if the divine attribute of this lowest world are the external aspect of the divine attributes of the highest world that are inside of it and vivifying it. And within this highest world, the world of being, 
not only are the lights absolute divinity, even the vessels, which implies a much lower level of godly energy, which we call the vessel, to have that constriction, are also divinity. And within them radiates the infinite light of God, which is invested and concealed in the seminal wisdom of this highest world. So that means this soul, which is deriving from the fusion of the emotions and sovereignty of this lowest world, within which is the fusion of the intellect of this lowest world, within which is actually the energy of the highest world, because that's what's vivifying this lowest world, within which is the energy of the infinity of God himself. So the infinity of God himself actually radiates in this soul as it's vested and concealed in the light of seminal wisdom to animate man. So from this we see that our soul is truly coming from all of the divine attributes and all the way down to the highest of the divine attributes within, 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 even to the very infinity of God himself. So that's why, studying my soul, I can come to an understanding of God. In other words, since my soul derives from the ten divine attributes, and that's why it's comprised of ten corresponding faculties, so I can arrive at an understanding of the divine attributes through contemplating the dynamics within my own very soul.